The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub here welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. A quick reminder before we get rolling, if you enjoy the show, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. Now as we get ready for a 10-game NBA Wednesday, I'm joined by Ryan Knaus. Ryan, I want to start with a check-in on the rookies. We've seen about 10 games from all the top rookies. And now's a great time to check on their progress. Start with Trey Young. It's kind of been an emotional few weeks if you're following Trey Young. A lot of turnovers, not a lot of steals, and some shaky shooting. That's the downside. But he's also shown just some monstrous upside and had that 24.15 assist game over the weekend, hovering around 130 in nine category leagues in terms of overall value. Do you think he could surge higher than that? You know, I, I always have reservations about rookie point guards, and he's living up to the billing, sort of, because high turnovers are a given. It's the curse of a rookie point guard. Uh, so 3.8 turnovers per game, that's a 9-cat killer. Uh, poor percentages hurting you in any category, basically. So I'm concerned. I, I think top 100 is going to be his ceiling, honestly, as a rookie. But I am impressed. I'll say before the season, I wasn't super sold on him, but... Uh, his range is ridiculous. It's translated to the NBA. He's getting his shots in the right places. I looked into it, and 84% of his shots have either been three-pointers or directly at the hoop within four feet. So that's a great sign. He's not finishing well around the hoop, but that's kind of a given for a guy his size. My other concern is that, as I've said before, scouting reports are going to catch up. Teams are not going to go under screens on Trey Young for very long. Uh, they already shouldn't be. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I'd say top 100s is uh, ceiling, as I said. Yeah, and I get it. And I'm a Hawks fan. And I think uh, many of us, when we see a 35.11 assist game or a 24.15 assist game that I mentioned, it's easy to start to want to rush the timetable. But it's pretty phenomenal that he's even posting those monster value random games. You're just going to have to live with the ups and downs, as you said. Yeah. And he has two steals in his past six games. So that's another uh, something to watch. Yeah, that... You know, I don't know that he'll ever be a Steels Dynamo, but he is really quick, so he could figure it out in the vein of maybe an Allen Iverson who wasn't considered a, an awesome defender but was awesome at getting steals. One guy who has not been up and down at all is DeAndre Ayton, really been mostly just as good as we expected based on what we saw in the preseason, though he did start slowly in blocks, 0.6 through his first seven games. He has started to pick it up there. Even with that, though, Aiton is near the top 30 in nine category leagues. Do you think he can hold steady there throughout the season? I do. I mean, this is a guy who ranks fifth in the league for field goal percentage. He's only trailing Gobert, DeMontis Sabonis, DeAndre Jordan, and Montrez Harrell. For whatever reason, he only took four shots in Sunday's game. Uh, his It wasn't foul trouble. He just, you know, the Suns offense completely overlooked him. I think they're going to correct that. He's an old-school post-up guy, eighth in the league with 7.2 post-ups uh, per game. So, yeah, I believe in him. The Suns are going to feature him. I guess my only mild concern is that the Suns will find some excuse down the stretch to rest him in pursuit of more losses, but we'll see. 
Well, Jaron Jackson Jr. had his shot-blocking breakthrough on Monday night. Five of them to go with 15 points. Hasn't been hitting threes yet like we expected, 0.3 per game, and isn't rebounding a lot around five per game. But the defensive stat's definitely there, 0.9 steals, 1.4 blocks. Based on that Monday night game and based on just the general potential, do you like Jackson as a potential buy low in fantasy leagues? I really do, yeah. Uh, He was actually dropped in a league where I uh, co-own a team with Jared from Roto World. That's and... the ultimate buy low if you just get him off the waiver wire. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, we're, we have a $100, um, it's an FAAB system. And we're, we're, I think we, well, I shouldn't say because competitive owners might be listening, but we put a healthy bid in on him. <laughs> um, but the key for me is he's still hitting value at uh, under 24 minutes a game. He's not hurting you in efficiency. Percentages are pretty good. Grizzlies are off to a nice start, so if they stay competitive, there should be no tanking or concerns there. The concern with him has been foul trouble. He's been almost 10 fouls per 36 minutes behind only a handful of qualifying players. But I think he'll figure things out, and Coach J.B. Bickerstaff said recently that he needs to call more plays for J.J.J., get him in, uh, in quote, in his spots offensively. So that's all good news. And if this is his baseline, you know, 11-5 and with good defensive stats, he could be a monster much sooner rather than later. Exactly. Um, Luka Doncic, we talked about him last week. Uh, Look, uh, in points leagues, he's killing it. You know, in real life, he's killing it. But just talking about fantasy, if you include preseason— Heading into Tuesday night, he was at 67.3% from the free throw line. And we talked about this last week. I know you like him. I like him as a player. I like him as a fantasy player. But we're now an eighth of the way into his rookie year. At what point is is Doncic an actual problem in free throws and turnovers? You know, it's a great question. Uh, During his three primary years as a pro in Europe... Doncic never shot worse than 77%. He was above 80% in the past two years. So why he would suddenly become a sub-70 guy in the NBA, I don't know. It's not like he's coming from the old trapezoidal uh, international (laughs) key that they used to have. You know, he's looking at the same court. So I I don't know. I expect it to improve. Uh, Everything else is there. The the turnovers are sky high. But again, a rookie with the ball in his hands, that's going to happen. So as long as DeAndre Jordan doesn't keep stealing his rebounds, I think he's fine. Well, speaking of free throws, Marvin Bagley was not a good free throw shooter in college, and he has been struggling there thus far. Four of nine on Sunday, now down to 57.1% of the season. He's actually been good in counting stats in his limited playing time, around 13 points, seven boards with some steals, blocks, and threes. But he's in the 170 range in nine category leagues. Is he startable at this point? Should he be on rosters? I mean, where are you at with Bagley given the limitations? Pretty low on him. He's not a guy I'm very eager to stash. As you said, he's not really producing for you today, and I don't see it getting much better as the season goes along. Uh, Unlike Doncic, he doesn't have a history of good free throw shooting, so I think that's going to be a trend. He was 62% uh, in his lone season in college. Uh, So we knew that was going to be an issue. He's hitting some three-pointers. The defensive stats aren't really there. There was one random five-block explosion, I think it was against Denver. So that's kind of padding his average, but yeah, it, th- there's not a lot here. He hasn't played more than 25 minutes in the past six games. Uh, I'm not into him. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I don't always, I'm not always one to throw out the big stat line. You know, if, oh, well, if you take away the 60 yard run, if, if we're right. talking football, like he's only averaging X yards per carry. But in this case, yeah, I mean, he only has, like you said, he has the one five block game and then everything else is, is he has one two block game other than that. So yeah, that's certainly is potentially screaming fluke at this point. And like you said, has him close to one block per game, which may not hold. So I'm with you there. Uh, no such headaches, though, for Wendell Carter Jr. 
he has been pretty phenomenal. Last five games, 15.8 points, 9.8 boards, 3.6 assists, 1.4 steals, 2.0 blocks, and 0.63s. I mean, there's really almost nothing to worry about here right now. So I guess the question for me is a little bit longer term. Are you concerned about Carter Jr. losing some steam once Markinen is back? You know, I'm, I'm not for a couple reasons. Markinen is more of a perimeter-oriented kind of big man, and Wendell is not reliant on high usage. So between those two things, I don't see a real reason why Markinen would hurt him. He's getting assists. He's blocked a shot in all but one game this season. He's a lot of fun to watch. So if you're into the fun factor thing, you got that in spades. And since October 26th, he's shooting 92.4% from the free throw line, which is crazy. Uh, We love, I know Mike Gallagher loves uh, centers who can shoot good free throw percentage. And we've got one in uh, Wendell. Yeah, I mean, this is just happening, I think, faster than... I, I thought he was going to be good, but I certainly thought it would take a little more time than this. I mean, this is... Same here. This is getting ridiculous pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, with that kind of potential, I mean, he's around, I believe, number 60 at last check in non-category leagues. If you take away that slow start, though, and look at the numbers I mentioned, I mean, what, what do you think this guy's ceiling is? His ceiling is, at this point, it looks scary. He's He looks like, again, if he's a center who can block shots expand his range he's shooting well from the free throw line we i mean i i dare i say that in years to come he could be a top 20 player i think for this season i i top 60 would be great i mean you probably got him lower than that so i i'd be more than happy with top 60 top 50 but yeah i think he's an early round guy going forward all right well if you are looking for a fresh start in your fantasy leagues you could consider heading over to draft.com. Use the promo code RW and play for free. You can do snake drafts. You can do auction drafts. Most importantly, you can have a new fantasy squad in a matter of minutes. Head over to draft.com. Use the promo code RW. All right, Ryan, we are going to try a new segment here today. I'm calling this one tentatively Concerned or Not. I'm going to name a highlight. I'm going to highlight a catchy title. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I workshopped that for a while, so I'm glad you dug it. Uh, I'm going to highlight a struggling or underachieving player. You tell me if you're concerned and why. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right. Victor Oladipo. Not exactly struggling per se, but the blocks are down 0.4 per game, and he's shooting just 70% from the line, a recurring theme today, leaving Oladipo around 30th in nine category leagues. Are you concerned? Uh, let's start out the segment with a softball. Uh, I am not at all I'm not at all concerned. His rebounds are up two per game compared to last year. He's at six point six. His assists are up two per game from last year at seven point two. Uh, he's not going to keep shooting a career worst seventy point two percent from the line. So no, he's fine. Well, I'm going to push back. I'm going to put. I'm, I'm going to push back. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm not going to say I disagree with you. But sometimes. I don't know, like these early season free throw trends can hold. We saw it with Westbrook last year. Something broke, and he hasn't fixed it yet. So, I mean, I suppose there's a chance, right, that Oladipo is not going to bounce back from this free throw shooting, but I agree with you. Chances are he will. It is true, and if you look like Andrew Wiggins last year, why did he suddenly shoot, I think, 10% below what he had ever done before in his career? It's back up this year, but so much of the free throw line is mental. So I'm I'm with you. I Absolutely, but I, I guess I believe in Oladipo's mental strength to overcome this. That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. <laughs> All right, keeping it in Indiana, Miles Turner coming off a 7.2 rebound game on Monday. He's hovering in the top 80 range in terms of nine-category value. Are you, sir, concerned? Uh, I am, only because his blocks are holding steady, and that's awesome. But he hasn't grabbed double-digit rebounds once this season. Uh, off season, that was 
you know, over the summer, that was an emphasis. Nate McMillan explicitly said he wanted Miles to board more. We saw all the videos of him bulking up and saying, you know, he wanted to be more physical in the paint. So that's concerning. DeMontis Sabonis is playing really well. The two of them don't share the court that often. Again, McMillan said they both play the same position, so clearly he doesn't feel like one of them can be a power forward. His usage rate is similar to last year, but that's deceptive. That's one of those sneaky usage things because his turnover rate has spiked to a career high, almost uh, 14%. So all that said, yes, I'm concerned. (laughs) All right. uh, Another big guy, a different story here, actually. Clint Capella is producing in the counting stats the way we wanted to. Points, boards, and blocks are around 16, 11, and 2. No complaints there. But the free throw attempts and turnovers are up. That's not a good thing. Top 35 player last year, now in the low 60s. Are you concerned? A little bit. Um, Capella's a kind of perfect storm player. He needs an ideal situation. Fortunately, he's in Houston and he has that. It happened last year. I think the Rockets right now are still finding their way. They're going to get there. So, yeah, I, I think Capella can get back to top 40. I'm not worried. So he would be a buy low then for you? If, if... A mild, a mild buy low, sure. Okay, okay. Mike Conley shooting a high volume, 36.7%, I believe on around 15 attempts per game. This after shooting 38% in his limited action last year. Are you concerned? Eh, Not the field goal percentage so much. It's been a problem. Don't get me wrong. He's tanking owners, but it's more the contextual kind of aspects of Conley. You were talking about a 31-year-old coming off season-ending heel injury that required surgery on a team that could easily slip out of playoff contention. They're off to a hot start, but we'll see if it lasts. Um, So I'm more for that reason. If he gets on a hot streak shooting, I think I might try to get out from under him as an owner. Okay, that's a good call. I I like that. I like that outlook. I think that makes sense. Meanwhile, Jared Allen, he went around or inside, in some cases, the top 50 in drafts, but he's breaking free throws like a guy in the top 80. Is there concern, and do you have it, Ryan? Uh, There's a little bit of concern, but the free throw shooting, and again, I'm a real believer in regression to the mean. This is a guy who's proven over the whole course of a season that he could comfortably shoot above 75%, so I do expect him to improve. Um, I guess my bigger concern is he played 30-plus minutes in the Nets' first two games, hasn't been back to 30 minutes since. So hopefully the minutes can pump up a little bit. That's what, that's what owners were really hoping for. But everything else is there. Field, uh, free throw percentage will come back. As we tape this, Ryan, uh, Jared Allen sitting next to, can you guess, in the nine-category rankings, at number 81, he's sitting next to? Uh, Steven Adams. I have no idea. Oh, Miles My- Turner. Uh, (laughs) Uh, though rebounding much better but other than that there's some similarities in their stat lines all right ben simmons his free throw shooting has gotten a little better this year but his assists blocks and scoring are all down he's around number 90 in nine category leagues which is obviously nowhere close to where people drafted him even if they're punting on purpose are you worried I'm not so much. In fact, uh, I think I read a blurb on Roto World that Brett Brown's thinking about shifting Fultz back to the bench. That can only help Ben Simmons. I think that experiment hasn't done anyone any favors, really. And in fairness, if you drafted Simmons, he's kind of, along with Andre Drummond, the archetype of a punt free throw percentage build. So for his owner's purposes, he's closer to top 40, still not where you need him to be. But it's real. I think the biggest difference for him is he's shooting 50% from the field compared to f- almost 55% last year. So I'm looking more at his uh, field goal percentage than free throw. All right. It's been ugly uh, kind of across the board for Otto Porter early on. 
He's been Mr. Reliable in recent years, but closer to a top 100 value so far than top 25. He was, uh, he had one game where it looked like he was going to break out, but then he got injured. Shoot me straight, Ryan. Are you concerned? There's clear concern here, and his owners are probably panicking, which is why I'm going in for the kill. Um, he's <laughs> he, he's shooting terribly. He's shooting 43%, 28% from deep. He's got a toe injury. There's, it's like a perfect storm for buy low. So I'm, I'm getting in on him. He's been a top 30 guy, as you mentioned. Yeah, I, I think he'll bounce back. The Wizards are a complete mess. Don't get me wrong. You've got, you know, ball dominant players left and right. Dwight thrown into the mix, but I, I have faith in Otto. But yeah, and I think it had the looks of an early season shooting slump. And uh, he, he had that one game where it looked like he was starting to break out of it. So and, and this recent injury probably bought you a little time. So great time yep. to buy low. I agree. All right. Aaron Gordon, fun to watch. We can agree on that. But again, free throws, trending toward being a legitimate problem. 64.7% this year. He's also scoring less, down to 16.1 from 17.6 last year, around a top 100 value so far. That's not where you drafted him. Are you panicked? No, far from panicked. Um... I slipped in panic there. I I, I upped it from concerned on that one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Panicked or not, will be the next <laughs> the next version of this. Um, no, I think he's fine. Uh, Coach Steve Clifford called him out for not being aggressive. I think he took four shots against the Clippers the other day. Might have been five. But anyway, it was far too low. The Magic aren't going to win unless he's taking double-digit shot attempts. And he responded in style with uh, almost 25 points per game in the next two games. So as long as he's aggressive, I'm not worried about his uh, free throw percentage or defensive stats i just want to see him putting up points hitting threes getting some boards and i think the rest will follow well i went out of my way to say some some really nice heartfelt kind things about joe Ingles and round ball stew late last week and of course he's now gone immediately into a slump four of 18 from the field and two of six from the free throw line his last two games i think he's creeping closer to top 100 after a really hot start are you concerned or are you buying low I'm more buying low because think about it. Last week with Tommy Beard joining us, uh, we talked about what a great value he was despite being a quote-unquote boring player. So, I mean, we've both been doing this too long to get super high or low after a four-game sample size. So, I, you know, Ingles is going to be fine. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. A temporary slump is nothing to worry about. Uh, he did dislocate a finger on Monday, so that's a bit of a concern, but uh, seems like a day-to-day situation. Yeah, it's funny because that conversation last week was sort of the impetus for the round ball stew column. So it's been it's been a tumultuous uh, week or so for me with Joe Ingles. <laughs> you're start you're starting to put a lot of uh, stake in Ingles. <laughs> Speaking of the Jazz, in a somewhat time honored tradition, Ricky Rubio has started horribly, thirty two point seven percent from the field. His first ten games. You know what the question is, Ryan? Now tell me your answer. Yeah, you, I mean, you said it. This is a, an annual tradition for Ricky Rubio. He starts off terribly. The encouraging thing for me is that although Utah said they want him off the ball even more this summer, it turns out his dimes have actually recovered. He's been playing actually quite a bit of pure point guard. He's got 7.6 dimes per game compared to 5.2 last year. That's huge if you own him. Uh, He's not a good shooter. That's abundantly clear. He's never going to be. But I think he'll recover to the 38-40% range. Um, Another concern is he's averaging a career-low 1.4 steals. I also think that's going to improve. We're still very early in the season, so yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, I was watching some of the Jazz game on Monday night, and Rubio's jump shot just looks like something that's been workshopped so much that like he doesn't even know. You know what I mean? It, it looks like he's thinking about eight different things when he goes to shoot. 
It's brutal. Yeah. It's it's agonizing. Uh, you just want him to figure it out, but it's clearly not happening, like you said. As as much as Jared Allen was, Jonathan Isaac was a beloved draft target for many, but he's honestly honestly been pretty bad. Only two double-digit scoring games, bad percentages, not doing much other than about a steal and a block per game. Did I leave anything out? He's around number 160 in nine category leagues. Are you panicking or staying the course with Isaac? Kind of depends on the format. If it's a roto league, for instance, where I have games played, limits at certain positions, I'm fine stashing Isaac on my bench. I'm still a believer. I think his, I mean, we knew all along that he wasn't going to score. He's going to hurt your percentages. I still think that's true. But my hope was that he could rebound well and hit around, you know, maybe 1.8 steals, 1.6 blocks, with some elite numbers in those categories, hit a couple three-pointers. That's plenty for value. Um, I still think he can get there, but sure. I mean, there's so many unknowns. As you said, he wasn't playing well. Now he's injured. It's the same ankle that ruined his uh, rookie season. So there's enough reason to cut him. If you cut him, I think that makes sense. Well, and and his current averages are being kind of held down by he had one game where he left early and that is making things a little bit uglier than they should be i'm trying to offer some positivity after i went all negative there (laughs) uh all right i think you told me a couple weeks ago ryan that you were avoiding gordon hayward in all your drafts but let's just say hypothetically that you didn't now he's on your roster do you just hide hayward on your bench try to forget he exists and check back on him in a few weeks or what are you doing here i mean you can't really start him no, and actually, until you, I, I did indeed avoid him on every single team I own, thankfully. Um, and before you asked this, I didn't really realize how bad he's been. 10.1 points, poor percentages, he's barely flirting with late round value. So yeah, yeah you have to bench him. I've made the case so many times against him. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. Coming back from a major injury, super, you know, tons of depth. He's not going to get the touches he had when he was a top 40 guy in Utah. I don't see him getting better for fantasy this season would be my my uh, takeaway yeah I'm a, I'm a known optimist and Hayward has not topped 30 <laughs> minutes yet I mean the most optimistic I can get is that beginning of this month he had an 18.4 rebound five assist game three threes that's a pretty classic line and if he could you know maybe he can get in a groove and start doing that for you with his minutes in the high 20s um it, it's tough though because he's not good enough to start and he's probably too good to drop at this point so i think you got to just make him disappear on your bench for a while i'm concerned <laughs> thank you thank you for using the word in the segment that may be the first first time you've used it so i appreciate that <laughs> ryan your column is coming out later today what do you have coming out for us it's going to be a look at every player's fantasy value and i'm going eight cats so it'll be each each category and how much of their value is derived from that category so let's say uh, we talked about rookies earlier let's say mo bamba he's probably getting something like 60 percent, maybe even higher of his value just from blocks um i don't know we'll, we'll know more when uh when the column comes out i like it look for that on wednesday and as always as we get ready for a big wednesday night Keep it tuned to the Roto World Player News page for updates. Ryan, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure. I will talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. 
summer your way with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.